Good morning. The first Bible reading is from Deuteronomy chapter six, 7, sorry, verses 6 to 9. It can be found on page 126 of the Pew Bible and page 285 of the Large Print Bible. It's 126 of the Pew Bible and 285 of the Large Print Bible. For you are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you out of all the peoples on the face of the earth to be his people, his treasured possession. The Lord did not set his affection on you and choose you because you were more numerous than other peoples, for you were the fewest of all peoples. But it was because the Lord loved you and kept the oath he swore to your ancestors that he brought you out of a mighty hand, with a mighty hand, and redeemed you from the land of slavery, from the power of the Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. This is the word of the Lord. The second reading comes from Ephesians chapter 1, beginning at the first verse, In the large print Bible, it's on page 1814, and in the small print Bible, it's on page 812. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. Thanks be the word of God. Morning all. Good to see you this morning. I'll pray and then we'll turn to the book of Ephesians. Dear God and Heavenly Father, this morning as we think of those who have given their lives so that we live in such wonderful freedom, help us to again be reminded of your great love for us. For we ask in Christ's name. Amen. This is a rather dated illustration, but given the uh, topic and the fact that tomorrow is Remembrance Day, I thought it was appropriate. A doctor told this story. How vividly I recollect that young man who called me to engage me for his wife's confinement, their first child. When he nervously opened his wallet in my consulting room, 
two pawn tickets accidentally fell out. He, in his confusion, explained that he'd only been working part-time and he had pledged his watch to pay his deposit for my fee. I told him at once he could pay me when his circumstances improved. Then he curi- I curiously asked, and the other ticket? He became even more embarrassed and then made a halting admission. Tomorrow was his wife's birthday and he had pawned his war medals to buy her a present, a little brooch. An old story, but who of us is not touched by a good love story? Last week we were reminded of our sovereign God. And if you look with me in chapter 1 of Ephesians, we have these words which actually again remind us of his sovereignty. Verse 4 of chapter 1 says this, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Parents, when they know they're expecting, plan for the child. You've got to buy nappies and a pram. And although they look like people movers nowadays... And all sorts of things. It takes a little while to do it. Some of you get a long time to plan. Some of you get nine months. When we first got Gareth, we had six weeks' notice and had to uh, sort of do it that quickly. But here we're reminded that God chose not only before we knew the baby was coming, but he chose to love us and to save us, not nine months beforehand, but before the creation of the world. Only a sovereign God can do that sort of thing. It tells us in verse 5, he predestined us to be adopted to sons and daughtership through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. He chose to bring us to a saving faith and trust in the Lord Jesus. This morning I want to centre our thoughts in chapter 3, around verse 18. I'll read to you from verse 14 so there is some sense to what I'm going to say. Paul is praying for this group of Ephesian Christians and he says this, For this reason I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith 
And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. First of all, we are reminded here of God's love. First, we are reminded about how wide it is. Human love is often narrow. We can be racist. We can be bigoted. We may refuse to share ourselves with some people. We may choose to share ourselves only with others. And we often can be exclusive. But we are told here, God's love is so wide that it crosses all boundaries. It crosses the boundaries of class, of finance. Talking yesterday with my running friends and they said to me, where are you working now? And I told them that I was at East Linfield. And they said, you were down near Liverpool before that, weren't you? And I said, yes. And they said, boy, what a difference. And I said, yes. I said, let me tell you a little bit about Sadlia. One day I asked a guy, how was he weak? And he said, oh, not good. I said, why? He said, I had to pawn my lawnmower. I said, why? He said, we had no food. Big contrast, isn't it? But a follower of the Lord Jesus, just like we are here. It covers race and colour. All can enter into the kingdom of God through the love of God, through Christ's work. And we as a congregation actually typify that. Look at the different countries that we all come from. They even let it Kiwis in. <laughs> even when they lose a World Cup. <laughs> oh, I still can't get over it. Four years to go. <laughs> yes. And all those teams beat Australia as well, but everybody beats Australia. So first of all, God's love is so wide. So. Secondly, we are reminded in this passage of how long it is. At a Christian wedding... People make the vow for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, to death us do part. But so many people in the world want richer and not poorer. They'll take health, but not sickness. If sickness comes, people leave. People even now enter into prenuptials in regards to property. But we are reminded here in this passage that God's love goes from eternity for we were brought into God's love before the creation of the world until 
eternity. We have no fear of God saying to us, I don't love you anymore. God will never cast us out. Thirdly, we are called upon to reflect upon the height of God's Christ's love. Christ came from heaven to be a baby in a manger. He grew up to be a man and was raised and raised to death on a cross. But after death, he rose and ascended into heaven. And if we know the Lord Jesus Christ, we will be raised up with him. We will spend eternity in heaven. And it's a wonderful thing when I often visit Christians who are near the end of their life and they say, I know where I'm going, I'm going home. And what a wonderful thing it'll be for us to be reunited with those who knew and loved the Lord Jesus and who have gone to be with him. Cut off from him, from them now we may be, but in God's good time we will be with them forever. Lastly, we are told to reflect upon the depth of Christ's love. He left a perfect relationship with his Father in heaven where he was worshipped by angels and came to earth where he was reviled. Even his brothers and sisters thought he was loopy. He was hated and finally done in by jealous officials. We have had the ode this morning where we remembered those who gave their lives so that we could live. And it's like that with Christ. A hen and a pig were discussing breakfast. And the hen said, let's have bacon and eggs. (laughs) And the pig said, that's easy for you, it's just a token gesture. But for me, it's a total commitment. (laughs) And that's what it was, wasn't it? There was no halfway measure for, to gain our salvation. Christ Jesus died on the cross for us. The young man gave up his war medals as a present so he could buy a present for his wife. Christ Jesus gave up much more. God's love is not fickle. And Paul prays, if you look with me in verse 17, he prays this. It's an interesting thing that he should pray in my mind. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love. It's an interesting thing. I think we move 
so quickly through life. So many things happening all the time that we often do not have time to sit and reflect and to think. And when difficulties happen, we can so often and so quickly think, does God love me? The bushfires cause us great angst. They came within 75 metres of my brother's house, but fortunately didn't jump the road, and he, he and his family were all right. But others lost their lives and lost all their furniture and their homes. And we must wonder, where is God in all this? We often and rightly wonder about it. But the scriptures give us an answer. There was an old song, don't just say you love me, show me. Well, God said it. I love you. But he showed it in Christ's birth, death and resurrection. A relationship with God and the Lord Jesus is based on love. And today we've heard again of the greatest love story ever told. And what I'm asking of you is just to take a few moments to think on that. Those of you who know God's love, don't just take the attitude of, it's God's job to love me, but rather take some time to reflect. And when things get hard... Go back and remember exactly how long and high and deep is the love of God for you. I'll pray. Thank you, Father, for your word. We all have our difficulties and we wonder whether you're there with us in them. And we thank you that you have not only spoken to us of your love, but showed it to us through the Lord Jesus. Help us to dwell on it, to hang on to it, and to never move away from it. For we ask in Christ's name. Amen.